Welcome to Peterson's Bowhunting Radio, brought to you by the Sportsman Channel. All hunting, all fishing, all the time. Contact your local network provider and ask about the Sportsman Channel today. Now here's your host of Peterson's Bowhunting Radio, Christian Berg. Welcome to another episode of Peterson's Bowhunting Radio. We are the voice of bowhunting, and as always... We're glad that you've taken the time to join us today and uh, listen to some information that hopefully is going to make you a better bow hunter, uh, more effective uh, out there in the field. The guest that we have today is a gentleman that I met sort of by by kind of a very random and crazy chance, I would say. It, it's a small world this bow hunting community but you just never know when you're going to bump into somebody i was actually at a a pro shop that a buddy of mine owns in allentown pennsylvania last fall would have been probably october of uh, 2009 was at a little pro shop called archery at the glen in allentown pa and i walked in uh to do a little bit of shooting and uh, tinker with my gear a little bit and who was there but none other than Dan Fisher, who is uh, uh, with Arizona Archery Enterprises. And, Dan, you are actually the co-owner of AAE, right? Uh, that is correct, yeah. And uh, so I walked in, and, and Dan was in there with one of his regional sales reps. And he was actually just uh, out on the East Coast visiting some of his dealers in the Pennsylvania, New Jersey area. And we got to talking and and kind of found out who I was and the next thing I know he's looking at my arrows and he's like what kind of veins do you have on there and he's like ah that that's no good and before I knew it within five minutes you were actually stripping my arrows and uh putting some of your own veins on on some hunting shafts that I was getting ready to head out to Illinois and hunt with and uh you found out uh pretty quick uh that I wasn't the greatest arrow builder in the world right Uh, you didn't have too much trouble ripping my old veins off the shafts did you um, no, the, there's just uh, that's kind of a common problem that people have is getting veins to stick really well. And um, so, at any rate, you know, I was a little bit embarrassed, but but grateful too because it was a good opportunity to get with you and and learn a little bit. And I thought, you know, later on, I said it'd be really good to get Dan on the show and maybe talk a little bit about you know sort of arrow building 101 and to help other folks who, you know, maybe do some of the same things that I do. Uh, so that we can have arrows that are a little more durable, perform better in the field. So uh, without further ado, let's jump right into it, and uh, let's start with carbon shafts, all carbon shafts. That's probably uh, the most common arrow that uh, bow hunters nowadays are shooting. Um, let's talk a bit about shaft prep. What uh, what do I need to do with an all-carbon shaft, both uh, you know on the back end as I'm prepping for the veins, as well as in the front as I'm prepping for the insert to make sure that I'm going to get the adhesion that I'm looking for, Dan? Um, well, the most important thing on arrow prep um, is cleanliness. We want to make sure that the arrow is very clean, uh, using some type of degreaser detergent. We also have a uh, arrow cleaner that we manufacture called Max Clean, and it is just a powder, basically that you put on either a scratch pad or directly on the shaft, and then you can clean that with hot water and and that. Um, our Max Clean also is designed just to dip the arrow in the shaft, let the arrow set for uh, 20 or 30 seconds, pull it out, and then rinse it off and go. And the biggest thing with our uh, 
our max clean is that it changes the pH of the shaft so that you get better adhesion. And so what is the, it raises it or lowers it or what happens there in terms of the um, I believe it lowers the pH on the, on the arrow shaft gotcha. so that uh, you just get better adhesion. Now, and that's, that's really more critical. I know we're talking about carbon shafts, but um, the biggest problem right out there in the industry right now is just making sure that you get a good adhesion on the aluminums. And uh, so the same kind of prep would be for an aluminum shaft as well, the same process? Yes. Yeah, there's really not a whole lot of difference um, as far as getting the arrow shaft clean. You want to use some type, like I said, strong detergent or degreaser. Um, uh, uh, an abrasive such as uh, Ajax will work very well. Gotcha. Now, when I was in the shop that day, uh, one of the guys that works there was actually doing some arrow building while we were in the uh, work area there. He was swabbing, I think, some all-carbon shafts with uh, alcohol, and you actually told him not to do that. If I remember correctly, something about the carbon being porous and that not really accomplishing the goal. Is that right? Yeah, a lot of times what we'll find um, in the old days, everybody used to take and wipe the shaft down uh, with acetone. That was a very common practice, and because at that time we were using strictly solvent-based glues and aluminum arrow shafts, that wasn't necessarily a bad idea, but things have changed. We do have carbon shafts now. Um, we are not, for the most part, using very many solvent-based glues. Most everything is a cyanoacrylate-based adhesive, so and cyanoacrylate and acetone do not get along very well, so you end up having issues with veins coming off after you get them stuck to the shaft. Gotcha. So, uh, so you want to stay away from that and and go with one of, uh, you know, something like like you said, like a Max Clean or um, Ajax, that sort of thing. Right. That tends to do really good. Even the Ajax are common, especially when it has bleach in it. It, it just uh, help, helps cut the grease and dirt a lot better. Now, what about uh, on the front of the shaft, on the inside for the inserts? Obviously. Uh, uh, most everybody, I guess, does some kind of a scuffing with uh, with either a file or a small wire brush or something like that. Is that necessary uh, for aluminum shafts as well as carbons? It'll do a good job getting it prepared for the insert and, uh, yeah, etching the uh, inside of the aluminum or even the carbon so that the uh, glue has a good place to take hold is a really good idea. Yeah, I mean, that's something I certainly found out myself, too, with uh, if you don't take that extra step to scuff the inside of the, the shaft before you glue the, the insert in, well, you're going to end up shooting it into a, you know, a dense foam target and go pull your arrow out, and you're going to have no insert or field point there. So kind of kind of defeats the purpose, and unless you feel like buying an extra set of inserts, you're best to to take that step, uh, take it from me, who, who learned the hard way. Now, once you have your, your arrows prepped, then obviously you're going to uh, get your veins and, and glue those on. Let's talk a little bit about veins, because obviously uh, we've seen a big change in the bow hunting world in the last, uh, certainly 10 years, maybe even 5 years, in the number of people who have gone, you know, from say four inch veins down to three inch veins to any more it seems like the two two point one you know there's a bunch of companies out there yourselves included that have these very short higher profile style veins which seem to have 
become quite popular in the hunting community. What is it about these shorter, higher profile veins that make them ideal for hunting setups, and uh, how do you accomplish that, Dan? Uh, well, the the shorter, high profile vein, it, it, it all comes down to the amount of of a broad head that you're putting on the front. I think the biggest thing that has attributed to the the smaller vein success has been the fact that everybody's finally starting to shoot smaller, uh, less surfaced area broadheads. Um, the biggest thing that people need to realize is if you're shooting a larger broadhead, chances are you're not going to get away with a 2 or a 2.2 inch vein. The more surface area that you have on the front end of your arrow shaft, the uh, calculation that we have always used has been um, you need three times the amount of surface area on the back of the arrow than you have on the front of the arrow. So you just figure it out in square inches on your broadhead, and then whatever you have on the front. So if you have a very small or or a cut out broadhead, then um, you don't need that much steerage in back. And uh, there used to be a lot more larger size broadheads, and everybody was always um, shooting in a much larger, heavier broadhead. And for that, you need a larger, heavier uh, vein. Mm-hmm. So what's, uh, you know, without doing the calculations here, what's sort of your general rule of thumb? Obviously, you know, somebody like myself who's shooting a rage head, which has a very, very small profile, okay, when that's in flight and closed, uh, at, uh, like a, your Max Hunter vein, which is two, 2.1 inches long, uh, just under six tenths of an inch, inch high, is, is going to be fine. But, um, you know, how how wide would you recommend somebody go before they want to look at a, a longer vein? Um, you know, the biggest thing is is uh, look at your shooting. Let, let, let your shooting be kind of the guide. If you're having problems getting your broadheads to group, uh, chances are uh, a larger vein, bigger surface area is going to improve that. Um, that's one of the biggest keys is if you're not getting your broadheads to group, uh, in a very reasonable group at 20 or 30 yards, um, you need to start looking at arrow flight and making sure you have enough steerage on the back of your arrow. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you guys basically make three uh, different lines of veins. Is that right? You've got your Elite Plastifletch, your Plastifletch Max, and your Max Hunters. Is that basically your... Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, Our, uh, our Elite Plastifletch is our original vein that we've had out um, for 30 years. Uh, we've had a couple changes in formulations on the material to uh, improve the vein over the years, but and that that comes in sizes anywhere from a 16, which is a target size, all the way up to a 5 inch. Um, and then our uh, Pasta Fletch Max is our premier target vein, which just comes in three small sizes: a 16, a, a 2.0 shield cut, and then the 26s. I mean the 23s, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, and then our Max Hunter is just a single profile, 2.15 inches long, and then, like you said, just under uh, 0.600 high. And uh, and the rear of that, uh, those Max Hunters, that has a bit of a sort of like a modified shield cut, or is, what would you call that? Yeah, that's exactly what it is, Chris. Um, it, the design was to uh, to make a more attractive vein and get as much steerage as we could out of the vein, and, and we accomplished that. Um, we've got a little flat spot on the back, and and uh, you'll see several veins on the market like that, and that's basically because of the automatic fletching machines out there in the world, which a, a lot of people use, um, need that little flat index spot so that uh, it'll correctly fletch the arrow. Gotcha. And, um, and your Max Hunters are, 
they just to mention they're available in eight colors and uh, what is it obviously uh, you know as I had mentioned earlier this uh, the 2.1 inch veins are really popular nowadays and there's several of them out there what is it specifically about your max max hunters in terms of whether it be the the polymer that you're molding them with the stiffness um, flight characteristics and in, in, in terms of uh, you know quiet and that sort of thing what do you feel really gives the max hunter you know some competitive advantages out there in the marketplace um, our, our big thing that we've always promoted and and still still are I feel leading the market on is is we make sure that the characteristics of a vein that are necessary which first of all if you can't keep it on the shaft if you don't have good adhesion that becomes a serious problem so we make sure that our veins um, they have an activator on the base and they adhere to the shaft very well and then uh, toughness and durability <coughs> excuse me uh, making sure that the material that we use in that is uh, it's a proprietary blend that we have manufactured actually manufactured here at our facility and uh, it gives just premier durability, um, toughness. You know, depending on which rest you're shooting, uh, you can shoot it through any of the different rests. Um, and then the reason we made our our vein a slightly lower is just for a little bit better bow clearance um, with the Max Hunter. Gotcha. And so uh, you said at your facility there, you actually manufacture your veins uh, right out there in Arizona. Yeah, we actually manufacture the material for the veins right here in our facility. We compound it together with several different grades of material. And then, yes, we also manufacture the veins right here. Okay, so everything uh, in terms of your vein line is uh, made in the USA? In everything that we manufacture complete in our plant. Yeah, all of our uh, Arizona Archery products are 100% USA made. Oh, it's good to hear. I wasn't aware of that, but uh, that's why we do these interviews. You know, you just learn more all the time. So you you talked about an activator on those veins uh, on the base. I assume that's some sort of a, a chemical treatment. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that, and then go ahead and jump into the whole idea of uh, adhesives. Because when I, again, when I met you at the pro shop that day and we spent some time talking, you actually sent me home with some additional veins as well as a bottle of your um, your Max Bond uh, vein adhesive. And you basically told me at the time, you know, try this stuff. I won't mention what I what I had been using, but I told you what I was using. You said, try this. You know, I guarantee that you're going to see that you're going to get a stronger adhesion. And I have to be honest with you. I mean, it's not that I didn't believe you, but I really didn't expect, you know, a dramatic difference between your product and, and what I had been using. And I have to say, in hindsight, that I was wrong because, uh, honestly, I literally cannot tear my veins off of the shafts when I use your Max Bond product. So why is that the case? Um, we just spent several, several years um, developing and finding a formulation of cyanoactylate adhesive that would just really goes with our uh, particular formulation for our veins. Uh, we've been very fortunate that we found this glue, and, and it does a superb job. Um, in reference to our activator, yeah, it is a chemical that we actually spray on the base of the vein and uh, make sure that we have just... Uh, really good adhesion with that. It is a activator that does not have a shelf life and something that my dad had came up with about 15 years ago when, when we were mixing chemicals together and, and found an activator that uh, does not have a shelf life and really works well with cyanoacrylate adhesive. Gotcha. And just to throw in for, for people who may 
you know, they're hearing this term cyanoacrylate um, that gets tossed around. You see that sometimes even in the magazine and different articles that we'll have about veins and arrows. It's basically a, a fancy term for what would be referred to, you know, on the mass market as super glue, so to Correct. speak. So I guess that's just one brand that came out with that, you know, for household use years ago. But obviously it's got a lot of applications, I'm sure, in the industrial world as well as, of course, uh, in, in archery for putting the veins on the shafts. So uh, sounds sounds complicated, but it's not really that complicated. Um, and now what about... Uh, for the for the inserts, you guys also make a, I guess a slightly different formulation for a, for an in, insert adhesive as well. Yeah, the big advantage of our insert adhesive or anybody else's that is using a similar formulation to ours, um, you want to make sure you're using a super glue based adhesive that has rubber in it, so it's going to be black and and to to look at. Um, it has rubber in it for high impact. Uh, adhesion so that as you're shooting arrows in the target time after time that the glue doesn't break down because it has a rubber and a flexibility to the glue if you will and that's the big advantage over our insert adhesive compared to uh, anybody that does not have any rubber in it um, if you're looking for the ultimate insert adhesive I still uh, refer everybody back to our epoxy uh, we designed this epoxy about 15 to 20 years ago uh, and tested it with aluminum shafts and carbon shafts with uh, either plastic or aluminum inserts and, and epoxy still a long 24-hour cure epoxy. You won't get a better bond in the aero shaft and more durability than you can with that type of a product. And that's something that you guys still offer? Yeah. Yeah, we offer it in these little packets, and then we also offer it in tubes. Gotcha. And so that's something uh, uh, you basically would have to mix, is that right? With, is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's a two-part epoxy that you just mix up with a, a matchstick or a screwdriver or something and then uh, just put a dab and, and then rotate the insert as you're putting it in the shaft. And uh, it just it gives just far superior uh, adhesion. The way we test it is we would glue... Uh, glue inserts into the shaft and then leave it not fully pushed in. We'd actually leave the insert sticking out of the shaft by about an eighth of an inch and then we'd shoot the arrow into a, a quarter inch steel plate and of course it would destroy the arrow but it never broke the epoxy bond. Wow, gotcha. Okay, so so that's the way to go if you don't if you don't mind uh, just a little bit more time invested in, in getting your shafts uh, prepped. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, now, what about uh, as far as uh, f uh, fletching jigs go? Obviously, uh, boy, there's you know there's a hundred and one of those on the market for sure, and uh, you can you can kind of go, you know, you can go pretty basic or you can go pretty high end in terms of uh, you know whether you want to get yourself some kind of a rig that's going to do all three veins at once or, or one at a time. Um, I guess we should start off talking a little bit about your fletch three, which you had was another thing, and, and I do thank you for that, uh, sent me out with uh, with one of your Fletch 3 jigs that day from the Pro Shop 2, and that's, you know, honestly, it's it's a pretty basic jig. It's pretty simple, sort of genius in its simplicity, I guess, in that, you know, even a bonehead like me can't can't hardly mess up uh, to put a vein on. It is, it is you know, sort of a one vein at a time kind of deal with a little uh, rotating uh, a fitting in the back where you just move the arrow... Uh, you know, to each position, but uh, tell me a little bit about the Fletch 3, how long you guys have had that out, and uh, 
you know the feedback that you've gotten from from consumers on you know the ease of use and and the the quality that that does of getting the veins onto the arrows. Um, well, our fletch tree we've had out since I think two thousand and four, uh, and it, it it's exactly what you said it was, Chris. It was just designed to be very simple and inexpensive. So that uh, any bow hunter out there or target person wanting to just simply put on veins could do it very easily and inexpensive. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of fletching jigs out there. Of course, probably the best well-known one is Bitsenberger, which has been around for a long time, and it's kind of the more premier uh, all-metal jig and, and has a whole bunch of different adjustments and works very well. Uh, I fletched arrows on Bitsenbergers forever, um, but... The biggest thing on ours is, is just the simplistic. It, it puts a vein on with a one-degree offset, so you get really good uh, arrow rotation, and everything about it is pretty straightforward and simple. And it retails out at about $22, so for that price, it's kind of hard to beat. Yeah, absolutely. And and actually, you know, it's, uh, you know, the only thing you probably couldn't do with that Fletch 3, which for 99% of bow hunters is never going to be an issue, is you can't, I don't think you can put a vein maybe longer than what is it four or five inches with that right. particular clamp. But uh, other than that, you know, you're going to be in good shape with pretty much anything you want to do. Uh, obviously, if you want to do helical, it, it, it's not going to do that. But uh, I've played around with with helical as well as the offset over the last couple of years, and I find that uh, honestly, I, I tend to, and maybe it's because I uh, don't have a great jig for doing the helical but I, I end up getting better vein adhesion and, and a little bit more durability with the with the Fletch 3 anyhow and uh, honestly I can't say that it's made much of a difference in my groups one way or the other so I'm kind of inclined to just stick with the one degree offset for now <laughs> until, until, yeah. until somebody convinces me otherwise. Do you have much of a, a feeling on that? I mean what do you do with your own personal arrows? Uh, um, I, sh- I shoot them just like that, one degree offset. It gives plenty of rotation. Um, I have never had any issues as far as not getting good groups with the one degree. And it, I find that it's more than enough rotation, um, unless you're, again, if, if it's a broadhead issue and you're trying to rotate a broadhead with a lot of surface area. Otherwise, even if you're shooting a... a sh- short vein, high-profile style, and uh, a reasonable broadhead, yeah, the one degree is plenty. Yeah. Well, I I think that, uh, you know, that Fletch 3 is, uh, if you're looking, like you said, for the price, I'm actually looking at your website here. You, you've got it listed for 19.99, and, I mean, my goodness, for for uh, the cost of what you'd pay the local pro shop to Fletch a single dozen shafts for you, you're going to have spent more than that, so can't hardly go wrong and i mean i just fletched up some arrows a couple weeks ago and was out in kansas a week before last and and killed a couple turkeys uh haven't had you know any complaints whatsoever as far as the performance i've gotten out of that so it's definitely a good product um let's jump over to uh to something else that you guys have out uh, that's kind of exciting this year um you guys have been making uh drop away rests for a while but you've really kind of uh, tweaked your design for 2010, and you've got uh, a brand new product out that's actually going to be featured in our July issue called the uh, the Kill Zone. Um, I'm sure you're enthusiastic about that, and uh, why don't you tell folks a little bit about the Kill Zone and and what you know you think sets this apart from 
uh, the dropaways that you guys have done in the past? Well, the kill zone is uh, it's a full containment. Uh, a fall-away rest. Uh, it's actuated by a cable, or you can hook it to the limb, but the the attachment is just that exactly. It's the actuation. It doesn't actually move anything inside the rest. It just triggers the rest. And uh, a completely new design, uh, very different from anybody else's on the market, and we've had uh, extremely good success so far in all of our testing. It should be available on the market about July 1st. Um, so far, we've had really great clearance on all of our high-speed video at 375 feet. So it's very fast and very accurate. keeps the uh, keeps the rest underneath the arrow for at least half the length of the arrow as it's going down through your bow, and then it drops out of the way very quickly. Yeah, that's great. I actually uh, <clears throat> I actually used uh, your avalanche rest uh, last fall. I killed my Pennsylvania buck uh, with the bow that I had that on and uh, that was pretty neat but I remember at the time you know you had sort of a we'll call it the first generation containment on that which was a small plastic clip that uh, held the arrow in place but uh, if you knocked it you know too much that clip could fall off and and your arrow might not be completely secure Uh, and this new design like you said for this year with that bar over the top is pretty much eliminates any possibility whatsoever that that arrow is going to get out of there so you've got all the advantages of a a full capture design like a a whisker biscuit if you will but a little bit of that added forgiveness of the uh, the drop away launcher so uh, I'm sure that's going to be well received and I'm I'm excited to to you know get a chance to actually get an up close look at that when once they're out in the market here in a month or two yeah, we're actually pretty excited because we've got uh, the kill zone, and then our our pro drop is another uh, rest that we're coming out with at the same time as the kill zone, and it is uh, attaches directly to the upper limb, and the limb pulls the rest out of the way, and we're having a lot of great results on it. Also, um, all of our staff shooters that have been testing it, it's be, they say it's their new favorite, so we'll have to see how that all pans out. But uh, yeah. It, we're pretty excited because we got two very, very solid rests that we're uh, hitting the market with. Now that's that's something that definitely you know perked my ears up a little bit. It attaches to the upper limb. Is that anybody else doing anything like that, or is that a brand? Yeah, there's one or two other companies doing that right now. And the big advantages of that is with uh, the limbs on the bows getting more and more parallel to each other. Uh, the cables aren't moving different than they used to somewhat, and uh, you need a very positive, continual uh, place to attach your rest to if you're going to use a fall-away, and the, the upper limb works very well, and uh, it it gets the rest out of the way really fast. Gotcha. And now how does that actually, you know, physically attach to the limb? Um, we've just got a little, uh, a little injection-molded part that we make that... Uh, goes where your your limb splits and or if you're using a split limb it can go anywhere on the limb and uh, it just attaches there uh, pinches between the two points on the limb and then you attach the cable to it that might be a little advantage of ours over everybody else's we're actually using a stainless steel cable uh, a real tiny stainless steel cable that attaches to it so you can't have any stretch or anything in in adverse weather conditions that actually would make setup pretty easy too because you you probably don't need a bow press to put that little part in place, right? No, you don't. So, 
Interesting. Okay. Well, see, I learned another learned another something because uh, we had I'd actually just finished editing a piece that we're going to have about new rests for this year, and, and we had that kill zone in there, but I didn't know about that. Uh, is it the pro drop? Is that what you said the name is? Yeah. That, right now, that's that's the name we're giving it, and um, I think that's going to stick. <laughs> gotcha. Well, that's awesome, man. I I tell you what, uh, the thing that you know, I appreciate about you is that, um, you know, you've got a lot of knowledge and you were, you know, more than willing, you know, you were eager to, uh, for sure, to share, you know, with me and, and definitely have uh, helped me to be a better arrow builder. Uh, what sort of resources does Arizona Archery have uh, for other folks uh, out there? Do, do you have any, um, you know, things on your website or uh, elsewhere where people can, uh, you know, ask technical questions and maybe get some guidance if they have questions about how to use your products? Um, yeah, our website is, is constantly evolving and improving. There is some uh, tech building tips on arrow building on there. And then, yeah, we pretty much welcome anybody, since we are uh, the largest vein manufacturer there is. We really welcome people to give us a call if they have any issues or problems. Um, we always try to help people out. Gotcha. So. And uh, if people are looking for you online, what is your website and maybe your phone number, Dan? Um, it is ArizonaArchery.com. Okay. All spelled out. And, uh, and our phone number is uh, 928. Seven seven two, nine eight eight seven. Gotcha. Now, uh, before I let you go, I guess uh, I should ask you a little bit uh, about hunting. Although, if I remember correctly, now we talked about this a little bit. You've got quite a number of hunters on your pro staff, but if I remember correctly, you've always been more of a target archery guy, or am I am I off there? Um, I've done a little bow hunting, not not a huge amount. Um, I definitely shoot target more than I hunt. Um, my my big uh, passion right now is mountain biking, so uh, that's how I get out in the woods and enjoy myself. That's right. I remember we talked about that. So, again, just a more you never you just never know. You know, the guy who runs the largest vein manufacturer and he's out there, you know, jumping uh, jumping down the side of a mountain. So I don't know. It sounds a lot more dangerous than bull hunting, actually. <laughs> um, do you guys? Uh, work with uh, a number of pro shooters that you had mentioned. Uh, are you guys mainly in the, the target realm with that, or do you have a mix of, of hunters as well as uh, competitive? Um, no, we shooters? definitely have a, a very large mix. Um, we, we have a, what I consider very good uh, pro staff on the bow hunting side. Some of them are personal friends, but uh, yeah, Randy Almer's on our pro staff. Um, he gives me a lot of really good feedback because not only is he a uh, just an incredible bow hunter, but he's an incredible shot. So when it comes to accuracy and everything, I, I tend to listen to Randy a lot because he gives us a lot of really good feedback. Sure. I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, and Randy, uh, I mean, I'm sure you know he's one of our field editors, so he's got a column uh, that he writes for us every issue. And, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, there's not too many Randy Ulmers running around out there. So, I mean, that speaks something for itself right there. If uh, if Randy's knocking down all these tremendous trophies that he takes with uh with your products, then uh, that's a pretty good vote of confidence right there. Yep. Well, listen, Dan, it, uh, it's been good talking today. Uh, like I said, I really appreciate your time because uh, I think a lot of folks will just benefit from some of the things you had to say about arrow building. It's, uh, on the one hand, it seems, you know, simple and pretty elementary, but on the other hand, there are just a few little things that if you don't,
if you don't do it you know quite the right way it's not that you're not going to be able to you know shoot the arrow or kill something but uh, on the other hand you may leave yourself susceptible to you know a loose vein at exactly the wrong moment or something like that so uh, it's definitely worth paying attention to the small details and uh, uh, I think that you know your wisdom uh, will be helpful to people and, and like like we said if, if people have more questions definitely hop on the Arizona Archery website and uh, give you guys a call and, and I'm sure you'll be just as happy to help out everyone else as you were with me. Alright, thanks for having me Chris and uh, we'll look forward to talking again. Hey, thanks a lot man. Thanks for listening to Peterson's Bowhunting Radio with editor Christian Burr. For more information on this and other topics, pick up a copy of Peterson's Bowhunting Magazine on newsstands now.